Welcome to It's a Music Thing, a podcast about music. Each week, your host tries to bring stories from artists and others in the music industry. Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Check us out on all social media. Instagram, at It's a Music Thing MB. Facebook, It's a Music Thing. And the website is itsamusicthing.com. If you feel so inclined, you can drop your host, Dwayne Larson, an email. It's a music thing, MB at gmail.com. Without further ado, here is your host, Dwayne Larson. Welcome back to It's a Music Thing, the podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Larson. On today's show, it's something new. It's something exciting. It's something I just learned about. It is a festival in Quebec City in, you know, Quebec, uh, called Le Fuck Off. And eh, you might be thinking that that sounds dirty. It's Le, P-H-O-Q-U-E, off. And we get into... Um, within this, in this conversation, I talked to Patrick, the festival programmer, organizer. Um, I'm sure he's mopped up some stuff. Uh, he's been there since the beginning and we get into, I mean, as always, we, we learn about his history and music, but we learn about the festival, which, um, it, it was very interesting to me because it's, it's a lot like big fun, uh, the big fun festival, which was one of my favorite festivals here in Winnipeg. Because you didn't know really what you were getting when you went from show to show to show. I mean, obviously, you can check out everything beforehand and kind of schedule your night like that. But Le Foucault is a lot like that, where it's very eclectic. Um, They don't have a lot of big, quote-unquote, big acts. It's mostly unsigned uh, bands or individual artists. And this is the seventh year. It's running uh, from... in in Quebec uh, from the 12th to the 20th. And this year it's a weird year. Obviously Uh, everything is in a a virtual format and as well as running Le Fuck Off, Patrick also runs Sexy Sloth Records, which I'll put everything in the description. Go check them out. It's, it's really, I I enjoy it a lot. And he also runs uh, Doe's Management. So this guy's busy. He's super busy. Uh, and I hope, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you, I highly recommend you go check out the festival. Uh, like I said, everything's online this year, so there's no excuse not to, not to, you know, jump around and check out some new artists, find some new folks you might like and just enjoy it. I mean, what else we got to do? It's February. It's cold, you know, find some new music. Uh, even if you don't speak French, cause a lot of it is, French-speaking, French-speaking artists, but they have everything from kind of metal to hip-hop to um, just, it, it, it's got something for everybody. So go check out the website. Uh, big thank you to the folks at the WPG, WPG, yeah, PG, the, the WPG.ca, uh, the WPG magazine. Um, it's, they've, they've welcomed me into their, their podcast family, 
their their podcast network. And they've got a lot of great things going on over there. There's new articles popping up all the time. Uh, really great podcasts as well. You can head over to the WPG.ca to check it out. Uh, it's something I highly recommend you check out because they're they're doing a great job with the the stuff that they have over there. It's it's kind of what I I wanted. It's a music thing to be the website when I had it. Uh, but you know, life gets in the way and things get busy. So the WPG folks are doing it amazing. Head over there, check it out. And here's my conversation with Patrick. All right. I guess, uh, first and foremost, who am I speaking with today? Well, my name is Patrick uh, Labbe. Uh, I'm from Quebec city. I'm an artist, a long time punk rock and metal act, but, uh, I started a festival back in 2015 called the fuck off. In French, uh, we say fuck off, but in in English, we'd say seal off. It's, we... I, I just learned that because right after um, right after our interview, or right before this interview, I interviewed one of the uh, the folks that's going to be on uh, Le Fuck Off. And as soon as our friend, our mutual friend, Melanie, sent me everything, I went to the website and I'm like, this is goddamn fucking funny. And then... <laughs> talking to Leela, I was, she had mentioned that it's like fuck in French is seal. Yeah, exactly. And then looking at the website, I'm like, oh, okay. That's the little seal emblem in the, okay. Cause I obviously knew it didn't mean fuck because you just <laughs> say fuck, but yeah. Um, well, it's a long story for, uh, to be honest, the, the, the name of the festival, it, goes back to 2014 when we created the festival. Uh, the place, the first place where we booked a gig for the festival was called Pantum Le Foc, the seal. Okay. So that, that was, they, they had kind of two names and they, they kind of let, uh, let the other name, Le Foc, they, they just put that away uh, throughout the time. But since we were uh, an off event from another conference taking place at the play uh, in a, a venue called Pantum Le Foc, we just did that little name called Le Foc Off. Yeah. And that's why it started that way. You know, that's as simple as that. It's not, uh, we didn't want it to, 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 to offend anybody <laughs> but you but it's 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 much like you know when the bare naked ladies came out everybody was like up in arms thinking you know the bare naked ladies what a horrible name for a band what whatever it definitely generates a buzz and gets people talking about it that's for sure yeah well mo most of i think it's um it's more provocative for you guys in 100 percent because in quebec say fuck off is more of a, a vibe it's not a it's not an insult yeah it's just like mm, let, let's do what we want to do you know it's yeah. more of a letting go it's uh it's a uh, it's almost uh, it's, it's almost part of of well-being you know mm -hmm. <laughs> it's more of a good and positive vibe and it's also um part of the undertow current that we're part of we, we we're part of in the the festival like we're we're um we're putting uh, a, a old community an old indie and alternative community uh in the front seat so that's what we're doing with the festival and that's 
that's cool with the name because uh, actually it's uh it, it's um it's a way of telling the the music industry in quebec that things should be done differently you know mm-hmm. uh so the it it goes well with the name which i mean i i commend you guys for because you know putting indie unknown kind of like diy artists in that driver's seat and saying because like every province every city has their big names they may not be big outside of that city but they're huge within that city so getting you know some of those smaller acts pushed to the forefront that people might not know is is an amazing thing to do i know i wish we kind of had something we kind of have something like that here in winnipeg but not on the scale that you guys have so it's like it's great that you're doing that well thank you uh, it's, it's uh, a lot of hard work but, i believe uh, it but it's starting to pay off not not um not not with money but in in uh in visibility for the artists mm-hmm. and 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 growth of the festival and the community and and all the 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 the, the, the vision of our well the the development of our vision of the the industry actually we we want a industry that that has great values actually we want we want people to work together talk to each other stop uh, stop stop like bashing each other and mm-hmm. and having like we want to we want we want to create bridges between everybody you know and um that's why this year we're working a lot with the English part of Canada. And that's probably why we're talking together today is that we, we really truly feel that, uh, there's, a, it's the, the, the cleavage between the French industry and the, the, the English industry in, in Canada shouldn't be there at all. Actually, mm-hmm. because when you love music, you don't give a damn about what's the language you know? no i i'm i'm a million times behind that because one of my favorite bands from i'm gonna say back in the day because i'm an old man um was a band called wizzo and yeah they, yeah they're they're german they're a german punk rock band exactly they yeah. sing like three songs in in english maybe on each album all the rest i don't know what the hell they're saying but i love it because good music is good music exactly in that I'm the like I, I felt the same way when I was a kid. Nobody talked in English in my family. Well, well my I finally my my father was an English teacher, but uh, you know the um, in Quebec City it's it's like ninety ninety eight percent French people, mm-hmm. and you don't get to to talk often in English here. And um, all the music here was in French, and at the time. I hated French music, not because it was French, but because what the industry had put together mm-hmm. to push, like the, the music that we heard was to me disgusting because it wasn't in my, it wasn't my genre that I loved yeah. listening. To. And what I was listening to was all the punk rock bands, all the grunge bands, all the, the trip hop bands, all the electronic music that was coming through throughout europe and 
almost none of those bands were singing in French. Mm -hmm. Probably one or two, but like I grew up listening to English singing or Spanish singing or German singing bands, even Swedish singing bands. And I don't know. And it, it doesn't like, like I said, the music connects to you. It's yeah. the language, it's the universal language of music. You don't give, you don't have to pay attention of the, about the language. So, and, and one of the first questions I usually start uh, my podcast with is, do you remember the first memory of music outside of like a nursery rhyme or a lullaby that really captured your attention and kind of drew you in as a child or a young adult? That's a good question. I don't really remember the first song or the first things in my early childhood. I remember my grandfather like um, doing traditional Quebec music here with his uh, with his feet. Actually, okay, he was just tapping with his feet. The, the beats of the traditional that traditional music probably that what's left led me to be a punk rock drummer for that long I don't know <laughs> but uh, uh, I remember that and like the, the first glimpse of of me loving music and like being crazy about music was I remember uh, loving Michael Jackson like all the childs in, in back in the 90s yeah. and the 80s uh i i was born in 81 so like probably when, when thriller was out i was right on the spot like probably i had uh, maybe i was five or six years old so mm. i was right on spot and um i i also remember loving twisted sisters <laughs> and like I, I remember like being crazy in the zellers back in no it's a, it was a kmart back in the days uh my, i was with my grandfather and there was a in the kmarts back in the days there was this whole uh um record store part mm -hmm. like there 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 were vinyls there yeah so i remember seeing the the the, the, the twisted sisters album and i was there wasn't any way that I would go back home without that vinyl yeah. in mind, you know? And I remember screaming in the in the Kmart and everything. I had to get that record. And he finally bought it to me. Nice. So that, that's my first vinyl ever. That's, I still have it today. That's amazing. Because <laughs> I remember the first time seeing... Um, seeing I didn't get too much into Twisted Sister. I enjoy them. Um, but I remember the first time seeing come on, feel the noise. And I'm just like, who, who are these people? Like they are weird and it's wonderful and it's good. And it, it, it instantly hooked me. What did, and that was your grand grandfather that bought you that record. Yeah. So what, uh, what, what did your parents think when you came home with this twisted sister record? I remember they were, I think they they understood that my grandfather couldn't do anything else but buying it to me. 
Yeah. I think they, they kind of forgive him because they, they kind of pictured in their head that what what I it must have been as a scene in the Kmart. Yeah. And they must have been like, mm, okay, you just kind of survived there buying that record. Uh, but I know they, they were not very pleased of, about the, the, the picture on it. Like it's the, 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 the record where he's, he's dressed as a woman and like biting in a big uh, bone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the, that wasn't like that. That was art back in the days. Yeah. Uh, but like later, it was way worse. Like I, I've been, I, I, I had a, a weird twist uh, towards uh, uh, the the rap artist Snow, I guess. <laughs> Maybe in '88 or something like that. '88, '89, yeah. I some. Uh, I remember having a crush, uh, like a music crush, not a crush on the guys, but a crush, a music crush on New Kids on the Block and MC Hammer back in the days too. But like, it, I think it kind of, maybe it was a six months uh, duration. And then I straight got, got back to Guns N' Roses and Metallica and and Nirvana and and then... It's, then all the punk rock and all the... It, it's very funny you bring up Snow because I know I've told <clears throat> this this story on the podcast before, but my first CD ever was 12 Inches of Snow. <laughs> and um, I bought them, I got them both at the same time. It was 12 Inches of Snow, all because of Informer. That's the only song that yeah. I knew at that point. Exactly. Um, That's the only good song of the record, actually. <laughs> and yeah, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> and then um, I also got uh, Brooks and Dunn, Boot Scoot and Boogie, because I grew up on a farm in Saskatchewan. So all we had was like AM radio with country music. So that's all I knew. That's all I listened to for the longest time. Um, so it's just funny that you bring up snow because, oh, I, I still have the CD, I think somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it definitely doesn't come out very often. It was a, I had a cassette, actually. I was a tape a tape cassette uh and i i think i actually recorded uh, like i put uh i put the uh, tape on it yeah. to record back on it so i i, I think i i erased it with a slayer album or something like that <laughs> oh, <laughs> later that would that would be great if someone's expecting to hear snow and then they pop it in and it's just like this thrash metal <laughs> And you you had mentioned earlier that you you're a drummer. Yeah, uh, I, I played drums in a band called Never More Than Less. So uh, it's a band from Quebec City. Uh, uh, I started art art that, that uh, we started that band in '99 actually, 1999, and we toured a lot for like 17, 18 years. Oh wow! So uh, like we were. We we played a few times at uh, the Warp Tour and we toured in Europe and made all the great festivals there in, in Quebec. And, and sorry, toured a lot. Sorry, what was the band name? It it had just cut out, and I just want to make sure that if people want to go check it out, they can. It's, it's called Never More Than Less. Okay. So it's kind of a when when we started out, it 
our more our main influences were like Tool, Corn, uh, System of a Down, the, this kind of bands. Yeah. Um, when we started uh, touring and everything, we were more mostly playing with hardcore bands like JFK and. Um, I remember playing with Alexis on Fire a few times or a Comeback Kid, all of that kind oh. of hardcore Canadian bands. Yeah. That was our scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we, we played a lot with these bands. Uh, Grim Skunk uh, in Quebec, for sure, because they're like, they are legends here. Um, and when, but, yeah. when, when did you start playing drums? Was that kind of, the, is that the only instrument you play? And is well, that what I, you started on? I, uh, back, like my first touch with music was uh, with, uh, the flute actually because in quebec uh, uh, when in primary school you have your uh, you, it's mandatory actually you, you, you need to, to have music uh, classes and they they introduce you to the flute mm. and also uh there was a uh, i don't know if it's the english term for that but it's xylophone xylophone oh okay yeah but, uh, the things you the percussion with uh, like the, the piano percussion yeah um so that was my first touch and i fucking hated it man <laughs> uh, it was so so boring and then uh when i started in in high school uh, my first day of class was a a music class and um they were like the the, the the old point of the of our class in, in in high school was to create a a an harmony like a big band. So so the the, the, the teacher just kind of pointed people and was like, "Who wants to play saxophone? Who wants to play trumpet? Mm -hmm. Who wants to play?" And when when she uh, that T-shirt arrived to the drums nobody wanted to play the drums I, I don't understand and she just kind of asked me if i wanted to do it so i just said yeah why not <laughs> and when i got these these drumsticks in my hand man it was instant love you know uh, i just it became clear in my head that i was gonna be a drummer in a big band and tour a lot I'm 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 sure your parents love that. Uh, well, not that not that much. Yeah, because all the all the drummers always end up being the rear soul space for all the bands. It's know? very true. Because why would you want to haul all your crap across town when it can just be in your house? Yeah, but you know, it was it was a great thing because, uh, like. I think my, my parents liked it because they knew that if we were there playing music, we were not like getting wasted somewhere else or mm -hmm. they knew that we were like focusing on something creative and worthwhile, you know, worth it. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, at the first time, I think they, they, they thought it was hard, but the more we were like the better we were getting, the 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 better it was for them. But mm. then it started to to become like it became 
my life and it started to be a lot of a lot a lot a lot of rehearsal time and um the the more gigs we get the more money we made the more investment in the gear we were making too so we started with like small combos like small 12 inch combos guitars and at the end we were having big marshall stacks and mesa boobies <laughs> So uh, at some point, they, they kind of, uh, they knew we were rehearsing on like Friday night. And I don't know, I don't remember. I, I, I remember all Friday nights were, were jam nights. And they were always like leaving the, the house. They, mm -hmm. they always planned like theater or cinema or. Yeah, just get out of the house for a while. Yeah, they, they were letting us rehearsing there. And then we were so, like, the stacks were so big and the sound was so loud at some point that everybody, everything was, like, getting out of the, like, all the, the all the pictures on the wall were just, yeah, just falling down and uh, we were, we were breaking the house, actually. We were all destroying <laughs> everything, so... And, and it was funny because people were gathering, like we were practicing in the, the, the basement. So in our, I was from, I, I was uh, raised in St. Augustine. So it's a small suburb, uh, like 25 minutes from Quebec City. And uh, this, uh, this place uh, is really remote. <laughs> and back in the days, people were gathering like around the house to listen to listen to us like jamming in the the basement and we sometimes we were just like watching the up through the window and we we saw people in our in our window just looking at us and that's was uh, that was where when we each time we went out of the of the house everybody was just asking us if it was us that was making that sound yeah. everybody the the, the the city was was hearing us. It was so loud, man. <laughs> and I mean, I'm I'm on your uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the band's uh, Wikipedia page, and you guys released four albums, kind of 2005 through 2016. Mm -hmm. um, what it is the band still together? Well, yes and no. Uh, like the 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 last tour. We made it was for the last record um and like we the last show we made was back in the summer of 2017 so three and a half years now uh we made a bunch of festivals this year and uh, that year and kind of um kind of felt flat after that you know uh we for tons of reasons uh, we didn't broke up like officially, but we don't have any plans together. Neither. Mm -hmm. We're kind of an hiatus for I don't know how many years, maybe forever. I don't know. But it, we never called out like we're not officially dead. I think it's part of our heart, and we're gonna be. We're always gonna be there, you know. I, 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 I grew up being that band, you know. Yeah, that's all I know. It's, 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 it's kind of one of those things. And I mean, I've talked to, I had the chance to talk to Dave uh, from Diesel Boy. 
And it's the same kind of thing. Diesel Boy hasn't broken up. They are not officially done, but they're not really doing anything. And they actually have a whole album's worth of stuff recorded. But everybody is kind of scattered throughout the state. So, you know, I mean, not that anyone's touring right now, but them touring. And I mean, that's why you put out an album because then you tour it and you make money because that's how working class bands operate. You can't just dump an album and expect to get millions of dollars. You have to like work. So that's kind of sounds like what happened to you guys is just like real life got in the way and you had to keep doing yeah, other well, stuff. What happened like in, in 2012, when I, we were touring a lot back in these days and um, I started my, my music management company called Dose and um, uh, that uh, like I was like being uh, able to create a few income with with the company while we were touring actually and the, the, the old point of that company was to actually help the band grow oh, okay and, uh, and, and when the uh, in 2014 we were we entered the studio for the, for our last album and um, our guitar player just um, I, uh, her, his girlfriend uh, were, uh, became pregnant and we, we kind of had a talk about what we should do in the future and he just decided to to do that last record with us and then we have to, to find a new uh, guitar player for the tour and um, w- which we did but it was a, it was really hard to actually find a a great guitar player to replace him and it took a few months you know, almost a year maybe more even the yeah a, month, a year maybe a year and um meanwhile um the company like the the, the management company the 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 record label i just started out blown like it 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 grows super quick mm-hmm. yeah like, like i i've signed a band called sandvice that was a stoner about it's it's a stoner, a stoner rock band it was my first uh, signing and like we went we went to nothing to opening to make for formageddon like in, oh wow in a, in a few months and we made all the greatest festivals and it like it really blew up so uh I came uh, like a, I became a, an official artist manager and a, a music entrepreneur, and I just hadn't any more time to 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 tour. Actually, mm-hmm. it was a, like I was re- really stuck between two worlds. And then when we came back in 2016 and we toured in Sweden and come back, like putting up all this to by myself uh, it was really ex- exhausting and i think uh personally uh, i kind of like it kind it kind of break i broke inside <laughs> I, I had like i i felt i needed a break of touring being far from my family all the time and i, I, I don't know it, it became hard for me to, to tour and Prior, prior to that, it was always the funnest part, the funniest part for me. Like I, I love touring and being in on the road and 
then suddenly I had not that much fun anymore, you know? Yeah. And I mean, which is fair because you're, I mean, it sounds like what seems to happen with a lot of folks that are in bands, you start to kind of, and especially anybody that wants to have uh, a longer career in music, you start to diversify. So you're, you're running, you're running a manager because like bands, I don't care who you are, unless you're like the Rolling Stones bands have a shelf life unless you are one of those 1% that happen to like blow up and make a ton of money where royalties keep coming in and it's kind of self-sustaining at that point. But 99% of the bands that doesn't happen. You have to tour to make money. So it sounds like you're diversifying. You start the management company, you start a record label and, um, why, why did you decide to, I mean, I, I know why you said you started the, the management, but why the record label? Because I also had a record label and it was, I'm not going to say it was a pain in the ass. I did six or seven releases. We did okay. Um, but why the decision to start up a record label? Well, basically <laughs> that's funny because uh, we enter, uh, we enter, a. Uh, uh, a long conversation now, but um, <laughs> the um, everything I do, I do it for the music, the mm -hmm. growth, of the music. Like it's always, it's always my my glasses of being that indie artist that wants to blow up in the industry, mm -hmm. and it's always that vision, you know. Yeah, and. When I started and signed Sandvice and became their manager, actually, I didn't knew at the time that was I was becoming their manager. I knew that I was willing to help them tour because I had contacts about like in that particular area, and I was a booking agent back in the days. So I signed them as a booking agent, and then I realized that they were not manage well so i started being the manager and then as a manager i realized that if i wanted to have success as a manager and as a booking agent for them i needed an i needed an, a record label to push them as with the marketing mm -hmm. and no record labels were like uh like was there to 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 actually up uh, up in the, the uh, up on the bandwagon so we like i i started a a brand called sexy sloth records and just kind of started promoting the band and that's why i got that record you know that record label and so I started being the booking agent. Then I was the manager. Then I was the record label manager also. And to to make them blow, I I I noticed that I needed to create space for them to be discovered by the professionals in our industry. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've created the fuck off actually. And I was gonna say, you know, not not to be not to be outdone as well as record label owner, manager, booker being in a band, you know, that's slowly winding down. 
you're you're not busy at all. You're not doing anything. You're you're very bored, you know. So then you decide to start La Fuck Off in was it 2014? Yeah, well the 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 idea burst in 2014 and we the first edition was in February 2015. So okay. It was only one night, three bands and all three bands kind of blew up that year and that made that made that event that night and necessary for the next year and then the next year and then the next year and everybody kept asking are you, are you gonna do that year mm-hmm. that next year are you gonna still good at doing that oh yeah 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 so it became a a concert to a series of concerts to a festival to a huge conference festival <laughs> and uh, yeah each year it's kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger um like, but you know, uh, like the whole point was to, 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 to promote artists that nobody cares uh, about, but that are totally worth it. You know, that and, was the point of the festival. And have you have you had success with, you know, bringing on bringing on a relatively unknown artist and seeing them, kind of grow bigger and bigger? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, well, not not in the international. Well, in the in in the international uh, scene, yes, but mostly in the francophone, like mm-hmm. all the all the like in, for example, the the first show of Hubert Lenoir in Quebec was at Le Focof. Two months later, he was all across Quebec, like the province, and then he. Like it blew up in Europe and France and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a like it was a huge French artist in the, but um, he first played in the fuck off, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was it was the case with a lot of bands, not not that international. And since we we started, like it, it really uh, like the festival really became like the first glimpse of what it is right now, it became, it came to life maybe in 2018, something like that. Because prior to that, it was more of a, of an event that we were doing again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And it, wasn't, it wasn't really a festival. It was more of a, an annual show. Yeah. <laughs> and then it became like an annual series and then an annual festival. So, and, um, what what I hadn't mentioned yet is you are the festival programmer for Le Fuck Off, and how do you how do you decide on which artists that you'd like to kind of showcase? Like you said earlier, it was just like an evening of three or four bands, maybe, um, and I'm sure they're like friends of yours or folks that you really enjoy. But now, like for this year's, I, I don't know last year's schedule or 2018 when you said it really started to take off but this year has over 20 artists performing. How do you decide on kind of who is going to going to be showcasing? Well, we always, we always want to see if the artist is first, first of all, is it still in our hands? Like, is it too big for us Mm -hmm. or is it too, too, uh, too normal right now in our industry to have them yeah if not we're okay we're gonna do that you know we're always trying to be 
that weird festival that doesn't does anything like others. Um, so that's one of our way of thinking. Uh, we also want to take bands like the, we want to take bands that are local or like most of our bands are really local, mm -hmm. but we always have um, eyes and ears for bands like, for example, from Winnipeg that would love to come and that would have that same profile of being that great unknown artist. Mm -hmm. You know, you really want to promote the, the 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 art quality of an artist. You know, yeah. And don't we don't want to promote all only the bands that all that has the the marketing power of getting to to the public. You know, yeah. Uh, and that's that's what we have at the festival actually we gave we give them the the, the power of getting known you know we, we want to help them grow so uh, that's our main focus so normally most of the time all the bands don't even as have more than one or two albums sometimes not no, no album at all yeah uh but we know they're great you know and, and in uh, in, in a normal year, like let's say uh, when you did the festival in 2019, how do you how do you go about kind of like from beginning to end kind of getting everything in order? Because I'm sure as soon as the festival is over, you're already working on the next festival. Well, we're already working on 2012, 2022. So what, what what's kind of the normal process from well, let, let's say 2018 was done? How do you start getting ready for 2019? Well, uh, most of the time we start, we, we start um, maybe in March, uh, well, no, maybe in May, May, May or, yeah, May. We start in May and we normally uh, work on a, a, an artist submission uh, form. And uh, we, since, I think it's since 2008 or 2019, we simply ask artists to, to send their, their music. Mm -hmm. so, as simple as this, we don't ask anybody for that. We just want to have what you, what, what you want us to, to listen to. And we, we listen to everything. And we, we try to find these jewels, you know? Yeah. And normally like this year we couldn't do that but normally when we when we hear a jewel we want to talk to the band we want to see the band live we mm -hmm. want to make sure he's ready um so the basically we we have a few months maybe from june to let's say late september or october we 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 listen to bands that uh, that send us submissions and then talk to them and see what we have in in hand, what, what kind of music genres they are getting. Like that, that's what's cool about that actually. That we we feel the new tendencies. Like the, the, it's it it comes from this from the the bottom of the the scene, you know. Mm -hmm. So so we feel we we kind of feel, we're feeling what's happening in the in the scene even though if it's not what's cool right now we we know where it's gonna go yeah and uh 
and normally that's where we want to be before it's there you know and so then do you um for the shows like uh, on the website it's uh the 12th through the 20th this year um yeah. in, in past years is it a week long usually and is it like a show a night or a few shows in various venues well, around the city in the, in the last uh, like the last year was a more normal year and um generally it like um there is always a weekend where there's one or two shows a night mm -hmm. so maybe five bands per night on friday night saturday night and on sunday night we we begin slowly the showcases and all the the, the shows for the pros because we have a lot of venues from quebec and all across the world coming to the festival so um when it starts on sunday normally we have like maybe 10 or 15 bands at the first night then the the monday it's more of a 20 25 bands and we have uh last year i think we had 118 band or something oh, like wow. that in like four days <laughs> so it's uh like there's 12 venues at the same time all between 10 to uh to 2 a.m and um it's a huge party actually and what's cool about the festival is that you normally do everything by by feet so all the venues are like 30 seconds from each other oh that's amazing so you just you want to see like all the shows are 20 minute shows so if you want to be updated on what's happening in the scene you come to the fuck off and just watch as many bands as you can mm -hmm. in in four or five days and you're gonna know what's what's up next you know it, it it sounds a lot like and i've only had the chance to go once but puza fest was a lot like that yeah and Puzza so it's like everything was kind of within walking okay who am i kidding everything was within stumbling distance because your guys's beer prices in in quebec are like it's nice it it's <laughs> wonderful um so i definitely over invited many many times and many many venues um but it's nice to get from venue to venue very quickly and see those small bands that I've never heard of and really love discovering. Cause that's, what's great about music. And it sounds like you guys are doing a great job of kind of keeping the quote unquote big bands away from the festival. Not that you don't like them or respect them or appreciate what they're doing, but you want to let the smaller people shine. Well, for example, if we, if we, get big bands on the festival I, i'm not saying it will never happen but if we do that we want to make sure that it's a statement for our industry mm -hmm. first first of all and second of all we want to make sure that it it's gonna create a huge opportunity for the bands that we want to shine yeah we want to make shine you know so so we'd use that as a as a way of making other artists more more known, actually. Mm -hmm. so, so that would be the only angle. Yeah. And and the more like the more it's um, growing, the more we're gonna tend to that because we're gonna be able to do that. So 
like for example in quebec in quebec city you don't have every band like in montreal everybody goes there yeah in quebec city nobody it's not all the bands that come that comes that far in their tours yeah or you know Trust me, I I know that feeling well because a lot of bands when they tour Canada, it's Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. That's a Canadian tour, and it's like, but you know, there's more cities, and I get why they don't do it, but it pisses me off. Yeah. So basically, if we if we can grab, like, if we can use our our status as a cooler festival right now to to bring bands that that could change the the scenery like to, to that, that could really help bands grow and are seen to, to to go elsewhere that is going right now we're gonna bring that band yeah sure and so i mean this year not being a normal year um it's the uh <clears throat> the Eighth year, seventh year, seventh year. Our seventh year. It's the right. seventh year of the fuck off. And how have you guys had to? I don't want to use the word pivot because it's an annoying term. How have you guys had to change your approach to to this year's festival? Well, um, like I said, we we are a an hybrid of a, a showcase and a, a music festival, mm -hmm. so and a conference festival, so we we wanted to make sure that um the, the the first of all the festival part was almost impossible because we, we just can't really um have big names and make make people like bands from elsewhere come to quebec yeah uh it's not really safe doing that so we really 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 focused on local acts from Quebec and Montreal and like all we always try to invite also um, like bands from the French parts of Canada mm -hmm. but not, not necessarily French speaking uh, not French singing bands but like for example in in Manitoba you have you have the Festival des Voyageurs you have a few but you have a few yep. French festivals and French artists that comes from uh, Winnipeg, and um, we always try to make sure that these artists are seen throughout the festival and mm. that that our venues get to know these bands. You know, uh, like I said earlier, we want to we want to focus on bridges and create all these kind of bridges. So. We wanted to keep that minding that this year, and since it's been a, a huge uh, and difficult year for the music business, um, we we kind of um, decided to give great uh, like great uh, fees to all the bands that were playing to the to the festival just to help them to give a give them a little boost. Mm -hmm. We wanted to create shows that would be the more real as possible and the, the great, like the, the most fun to watch for the public and the pros too. Yeah. Because uh, we just, we could have just uh, take bands in the venue, in a small venue and do like we do normally in the real life. Yeah. 
but we were we were like we should give like a boost to these bands and make that experience for the public a really great show mm. so uh like the visuals of the shows and the the, the the videos that we made are first of all are they are alive it's from it's live to take it's totally like what happened in the 20 minutes set it's it's what's That's on what the happened yeah that's totally live. There's nothing, we didn't do anything after that thing, yeah. you know? So that's cool about that. And the show is next level, you know? Mm-hmm. All the bands that we we made in Quebec, huge huge light setup, great sound. And we, we also did a few bands, a few atmospheric and weird ambient bands in Montreal in a 360 dome with 360 uh, visuals, the, the man, it's, it's crazy. You know, you'd say it, it's, you'd say it's a nine inch nails show, you know? Oh, wow. It's, it's visually, it's incredible. And did, did you ever think at any point, especially <clears throat> like last year's festival being normal and then this avalanche of, of bullshit gets thrown on us i don't like to dwell on covid too much because we're all just trying to get through it and hope that at some point normal life will kick back in and music live music will be happening again but when that's all kind of like mounting up on you did you ever think at any point it's like you know i don't think this year's festival is going to happen or in the back of your mind were you always like we're going to find a way to push through this and make it happen yeah well not doing not doing it this year never was an option in my head. Mm-hmm. I knew, like, I, I I have fun seeing that we're like cockroaches here, <laughs> like we we we're be- we're a bunch of punks dudes, great creative dudes that decided to put on a festival to just show the industry that there's something we can do about this, mm-hmm. you know? and. We always did that with nothing else that than heart yeah. and belief, you know? It's a total punk attitude. So which is why I love seeing, you know, a lot of my friends here that I know working for like Live Nation are old punk rockers. And it's like the punk rockers are running this shit because they know how to make things work from nothing and you've worked your way to something and you've obviously done it for the love of, of the music. Yeah, exactly. So n- n- nothing can destroy us. Like th- this year there was this huge atom bomb, but like I said, we're cockroaches. We can't die. We're, we're never going to die. So with, with all the artists um, on, on the festival this year, who, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you your favorite one because, you know, that's like a parent picking a favorite child. But <laughs> what what are, you know, some of the ones you're you're other than everybody you're excited for people to see their 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 shows? Well, um, it depends like uh, the, it depends on what you like in the like as a music genre, because uh, the fuck off is a. I'd say it's the diversity festival. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, 
it's all about the punk thinking, but it's not punk rock music. Sometimes there there is punk rock music, but it's not a punk rock festival. But the, the old values are punk rock. You know, it's totally DIY. Yeah. So, um, like as a as a programmer in the program this year, there there are a few highlights. Like like everything is great. Um, you 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 just got uh, you just had a, a talk with uh, Lila. Honestly, she's she's awesome. Mm-hmm. This this girl, her her music is it's wow. You know, I, yeah. I don't have any words to describe that, but it's really 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 good. It's smooth. It's not it's not punk rock at all. But man, she that girl sings and feels things, and it makes you feel a lot of things. It's I, I I've loved going through the website and just clicking on because I mean I'm that kind of person that I started at uh, A and I ended at Y and I just kind of checked out the different artists and their sound. If I didn't like it, you know, I just clicked off of it and that's cool because it's yeah. maybe not my thing. But there you've done you and your whole crew have done a really great job of curating kind of every kind of sound every every not every but like a lot of different kind of genres and it it i'm not gonna lie it kind of bums me out that i can't actually be at this festival because i'm hoping you know maybe 2021 22 i guess it is 2021 2022 you know it's a perfect time we have festival de voyager here which is great and fun, but I mean, I it, it would be a good excuse to go to Quebec City. Yeah, man. Well, you're always welcome here. And uh, the, what's cool about this year, though, is that you can watch it from your from your bedroom if you want, or yeah. you uh, on the toilet seat, <laughs> wherever you like. But um, yeah, the like you said we we really want to curate things so people um discover new bands you know mm-hmm. uh me like i feel like we festivals are kind of took the place of mtv and much music and all these i think that's that's the the festivals are the new music television you know yeah i i agree with you 100 percent because i mean music television isn't music television anymore there's shitty reality tv shows on them exactly so uh that's basically what we are and that's funny because i never realized that before now but um this year one of our uh spokesperson is one of the is uh reg laplanche from a one two three punk in at Music Plus back in the days. Oh, okay. So so he was the the, the he was the, the the guy from the punk rock scene in in much in Quebec. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we, we're we're kind of having that that vibe getting back again in the the music. Um. As for the the, the bands, I love uh, you know. Um, I don't know if you you 
you know the band Milanku? Milanku? Uh, I do not. It's um, I don't know if you love Godspeed You Black Emperor or these yep. kind of bands, but that's kind of that that's this kind of vibe, you know, in between band between uh, Godspeed, uh, Neurosis, Isis, that kind of uh, post hardcore band. Yeah, that's one of my favorites of the festival. Um, you have so many things. You do right is incredible, you know. Uh, if you love uh, ambient music, uh, Juillet also is kind of a smooth uh, electronic music. Uh, Emma Becco, uh, great rap artist, um, and Canon, for example, uh, she's a uh, she's uh, from. Uh, where she is? Where is she from? Um, she's native, actually, and she what she's doing is so good, man. You know, like, I love her music. It's it's kind of folk. Um, uh, I don't know. It's native folk music. Like she has her own genre. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things you you've got you've got to hear it. It's kind of like. describing like Bjork's music. Like you can't define it. You have to hear it, excuse me, and see it to really, really capture what it is. Exactly. And um, for example, we have also um, uh, Christian North. Christian, um, I don't know if you like War on Drugs, but it reminds Mm -hmm. me a little of that. So great vibe, great side folk music. Uh, uh, Pur Carrière also great side rock, indie rock. Um, and there are so many bands this year. And so for, for this year, how do like, how does the general public go about, do you have to buy tickets? Is it all free? Um, how does that kind of, how do the performances work? Well, there are two ways of participating to the festival this year. Uh, like I said, we're a music festivals dot, dot conference. Uh, so for all the professional, you can have your professional badge and have the professional experience or as a public, you're going to have the public badge. Mm-hmm. And the, the public badge actually is um, you get all the all the shows packaged uh, together. Like you have uh, each night, you get you get package shows. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh, six or seven twenty minutes shows. Yeah. In in a whole block, uh, it starts each night at eight p.m. So it's twelve dollars all included to get all the program like for all the week and if so. anybody's gonna bitch about that they can fuck off <laughs> and i'm not well, it, it, it's no seal off it's the f-u-c-k yeah. off because <laughs> after this i don't want to hear one person complain about spending five dollars ten dollars fifteen dollars on a show because we've been going just about a year now with no live music yeah and to be honest the uh, we 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 made great 
insanely great visual shows. Like mm -hmm. it's not it's not it's not the TV bullshit that you're gonna get. You know, yeah. it's it's way much better than that. Uh, and you're gonna get that live feel, that real life feel that you won't get in in a TV show, also. So. And you're gonna discover like if if your friend's band is playing and they're the third set and you pay twelve dollars for the whole week of music, it allows you it opens you up to so much more music, which is super exciting because yeah. that's what music should be. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it costs quite, I think it's 12 hours for a month of Netflix now. Yeah. Something like that. So it's the same price for 10 days of music. Uh, totally original music, like mm. 100%. And it's 10 days. So it's not like you, uh, if you don't like that, just, just, just go drink a beer elsewhere in yeah. the, the kitchen and come back 20 minutes later and it's going to be another band, you know? Yep. So and where, where can folks go to, to either like check out the artists, check out, buy, buy tickets for the, the festival? It's at uh, spockoff.com. So P-H-O-Q-U-E off.com. Uh, you can buy tickets there. Um, you can also go on the, the point of sale.com is that's our ticket, our equivalent of Ticketmaster, <laughs> And, um, you can buy tickets there and you're going to get by, uh, by email, the links each night, you're going to get a link of the, 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 the streaming. So awesome. I will put everything in the description so folks can go check it out. Um, like I said, I highly recommend even you just go look, look through the artists and start clicking and, um, if, if you don't speak French like me, apply that, uh, the translate button because it, it makes things much easier because <laughs> I can't speak French to save my goddamn life. Um, but definitely go check out all the different artists. Cause like, if, like we've been saying, if you like heavier music, you've got some of that. If you like hip hop, there's some of that, um, stuff like Lila, that's a, like a little more smooth and kind of ethereal sounding you've got stuff like that so there there really is something for everybody on this festival yeah like i said it's the diversity festival <laughs> so i think if you like music you're gonna like it actually but you must be open-minded that and if you're not then go to yeah then <laughs> then fuck off and just <laughs> go 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 listen to the the juggalos Go to whatever that festival is. Go listen to the Insane Clown Posse then. Get out of here. <laughs> I should be careful because I know a lot of people from Quebec like Insane Clown Posse. So, Oh, well, let me. <laughs> well, good. I didn't offend you. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, Patrick, thank you so much for talking to me. It was great getting to know you. Like I said, hopefully I'm always looking for excuses to get out of Winnipeg to travel when we're allowed to. So hopefully 2022 that will bring, will happen. This is the first year I haven't actually gone anywhere or done anything. We had actually planned to go to New York in the spring for, cause we, um, all of our friend group, it was all of our 40ths this year, this past year. Mm -hmm. So New York, us and then another couple were going and it, oh my God, it lined up perfectly with a couple good shows 
and one festival I never, I've always wanted to go to, but when? Uh, the Black and Blue Bowl. Yeah. And the I, I was actually, because I'm a photographer and I was shooting a wedding in Mexico uh, last February. And I was just by the pool, like looking through like bands in town or whatever. When for just when we were in New York and I saw um, this pop up and I just like, I, I know I like stopped and I like looked around. I'm like, is this, is this for real? Like this is happening when we're there. So I bought tickets to the the Saturday night show because the Sunday night was going to be our last night in, in New York. And there was no way my girlfriend was going to let me go to a show by myself on our last night in New York. So the Saturday night was um, supposed to be sick of it all, agnostic front, Murphy's Law, crown of thorns. And I was so excited. And then Sunday night was uh, Gorilla Biscuits, which would have and Madball, which would have been phenomenal, but it never ended up happening anyway. So <laughs> last time I went in to New York was uh, for the the reunion show, uh, uh, the the refused reunion oh. show with Off. Oh man, that yeah, one of the greatest shows I've seen in my life, honestly. Oh, I'm. I can't wait to, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping maybe 2022, 2023, something, a good excuse to, to come out to Quebec city, check out new music, even though I won't understand a word of it, unless they sing in English, doesn't matter. Going to have fun. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sitting down talking to me. I'm excited to check out everything and I hope it goes well. Thanks a lot, man. And, um, like I said, just come and join us uh, in our pro edition uh, of the festival. Uh, just hang out with us. Uh, we we explored a lot of uh, like there's a lot of conferences and panels and and well most of it, of them are in French though, but uh, there's a lot of virtual reality uh, like networking mm. events. And I, I think you you should come to the to that part of the festival too. You're 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 gonna get that glimpse of reality yeah like that 2021 reality yeah awesome (laughs) thank you so much patrick cheers well there you go there was my conversation with patrick the le festival programmer organizer innovator whatever you want to call him uh it was great to to meet patrick and to learn more about this kind of it's it's a pretty cool festival and just the fact that they're you know that they are pushing their local artists rather than trying to get huge artists in from from out of country or out of country out of province to do and just learning how they've had to adapt this year to do you know they they obviously can't have gatherings just like we can't so having live music somehow even though it's um pre-recorded they really as patrick said they've really upped the the production value and so it's like you're actually at a show and by it, it sounds a lot like big fun and I'm very excited to to take part in this to check it all out as much as I can and if you want to learn more about the the festival which again I highly recommend you go check out check out uh, head over to fukoff.com and I will spell that for you uh, fuk fuck whatever uh, p-h-o-q-u-e-o-f-f.com Everything will be in the the description. I'll send you the links uh, so you can check it out. Like I said, I highly recommend it. 
there's something there's something there for everybody. If you like harder music, it's there. If you like weird beepy boopy electronic music, they got it. If you like hip hop, hey, they also have that as well. So like always, um, I I kind of I I picked four four artists and four songs that kind of show the the wide spectrum of what this festival is all about and first up we're gonna we're gonna start it with a little bit harder quote unquote harder music uh and it is a band called hate it too and the song is called cold call and i'm i'm sorry in advance for butchering any any of these names i don't speak french i am as english as it gets so it's gonna be what it is and sorry i'll try my best uh after hate it too uh is gonna be a band called brew and the song is called Val- Valise. And then we're going to have some hip-hop with... Oh, God. Q... Q... Kwamsi. And the song is called All Eyes on Micmac. And then we're going to finish it all off with a band called Pure Carrier. I think I did that right. I don't know. Uh, and the song is called... Oh, this is something I'm not going to get right at all. Kiri Gross Part. That's not right at all. That is probably so English. I'm sorry. I'm sorry so much for me butchering the French language, but I tried. Uh, I hope everybody really enjoys this. And as always, head over to the WPG.ca. Check out what those folks are doing. They brought us into their podcast network. They're doing an amazing job. I highly, I highly recommend go checking it out. But here are four bands from this year's Le Foucault Festival.
Nova Scotia, where the tensions are escalating over indigenous rights to harvest lobster all year round. We have seen uh, vehicles that have been burnt. We have seen a boat that was sunk. There has been uh, pushing and shoving and intimidation tactics by the commercial lobster fishermen. At one point, hundreds of them surrounding a lobster pound. Digby, Nova Scotia, the only thing they boast of. Racist motherfuckers over on the East Coast. About to roast up RCMP. Helping out the trash from fucking Digby. The world is watching, can't you see? All motherfucking eyes on Mi'kma'ki. Mi'kma'ki, yeah, that's our land. Can't you fucking understand? Keep your motherfucking hands off our boats. Or we'll put our hands on your motherfucking throats. We'll call you Georgie and make you float. Make them float, Georgie, make them float. Set the trip, sink the line real deep. My peeps, march in the street. So we hit the streets, numbers multiply Fight against the government genocide Shoot at us, but we'll never die You'll never take away our indigenous pride Never by your laws will we abide And don't deny that your racism is so systemic More dangerous than the current pandemic Truth and reconciliation pathetic Treaty fucking 1752 We'll fish whenever the fuck that we want to we're not giving a fuck about the DFO crew. Uh. Set the trap, sink the line real deep. My peeps, march in the street. Set the traps, bring the whole damn fleet. All eyes on Mi'kma'ki. Set the traps, sink the line real deep. My peeps, march in the streets. Set the traps, bring the whole damn fleet. All eyes on Mi'kma'ki. So set the traps, bring the whole damn fleet. Mi'kma'ki up on their feet No better place for our peeps to meet In the streets, you can't compete You can meet us there with your racist team Be a Facebook meme, Raven Augustine You don't wanna meet my cousin Toby If you think I'm playing, you really don't know me Piss us off, have a bad outcome When I'm rolling up with Mr. Malcolm Come, you be so damn greedy. We're protected by the motherfucking treaties. Set the trap, sink the line real deep. My peeps, march in the street. Set the traps, bring the whole damn fleet. All eyes on Mi'kma'ki. Set the traps, sink the line real deep. My peeps, march in the streets. Set the traps, bring the whole damn fleet. The government does not, does not take us or respect us on a nation-to-nation -nation level, which they should. And, you know, when they do so, that will be victory for us.